Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about Super Bowl 48. We're going to break down the game and tell you what really happened. Of course, we're going to debate Peyton Manning's legacy. And we're going to ponder the thought, could Seattle possibly be a dynasty? Of course, I'm going to be joined by my esteemed co-host. Man, you know the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop. Beezy, Ken, and FIFO. So make sure that you pass the word about the best show on the internet right now. Dead End Sports. The place where sports opinions collide. So without further ado, let's drop that theme music and let's get it cracking. I'm like, man, 
we having technical issues again, but no, I I got you on. I got uh, Ken on. Um, still not able to open up a chat. I'm going to try to refresh it and try to open up a chat room. Uh, nevertheless, hit us up, uh, 646-478-0356. We'll wait on FIFO uh, to, <laughs> to call in. Hopefully he can get in. Again, three, four, excuse me, not three, four. I was about to give it a wrong number. Uh, six, four, six, uh, four, seven, eight, zero, three, five, six. This is Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. Um, man, <laughs> football season is over. Uh, started off back in uh, August, uh, and now we're here. Uh, as you all know, unless you've been under a rock, uh, there he is, FIFO. What's going on, man? What's up, man? We got you. We got you. We got you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, for those of you listening and trying to log into the chat room, I don't know if you can see anything in the chat room. My chat room is blank, but I'll keep trying to uh, refresh it. And just all I can ask is that you bear with us uh, as we. Hit. Sometimes when you go live, you have technical issues. Sometimes it's just Blog Talk Radio just messing up stuff. So we apologize and for that, also, but I'll keep trying it. What'd you say? Also, I want to I wanna, uh, give a quick shout-out. Uh, this past Saturday was Ken's birthday. It was Ken's oh, birthday. Man. And it was, uh, Hold up, man. Let me stop the music, man. Yeah. Yeah, hey, man. Big shout-out to Ken, man. The cat turned 55 years old. Hey, man. Let's give him a hand. Yeah, give him a hand. Happy and, birthday, Ken. And, and it was Daddy Hip Hop's three-year three year birthday, too. Three-year anniversary. Exactly. Exactly. I just want to stop and get on three, man. That's a huge accomplishment, man. Congrats on three years, man. Y'all, y'all are definitely blazing trails in in, in this game, and I, I definitely appreciate it, man. I speak for Thanks. everybody when I say I appreciate it. Thanks. So did you did you do anything for for your fifty fifth, uh, kid? Nah, man. You know, I kind of uh, uh, did did what you know uh, uh, slightly uh, mature older people do, man. I just kind of. Take it easy, man. Let, look, let, let me tell you what I did. This is crazy, right? Uh, I went out, of course, and, and, and had dinner um, and, and did that. But my my whole birthday really consisted of me upgrading to my, my computer. I get these random bouts of obsession. And I was just sitting up one day, and I was like, you know what? This thing is moving too slow. So I went through the whole thing and, and just printed out all of, like, the, the system components because I, I built it. And I built it with okay. the intention of upgrading it. So I say, so that that's what I did. I went and bought uh, more memory, and and um, I got a new hard drive on the way, internal hard drive. So this would be like three uh, internal hard drives I have in here. And, Is it and, an um, SSD? Say what? Is it an SSD drive? No, it's not an uh, uh, SSD. I needed some space, so I, I bought a three terabyte. Oh, yeah, okay, I got you. I got yeah, so, um, but you're right, though. I do need to move my OS system to an SSD drive. Man, but, you, lit, man. Yeah. you ain't living until you get an SSD drive. I, I know, you man. Know, you know, my, my MacBook is an SSD, and ever since I bought it, I was like, this is the way to go. This is the future. This is the way to go. Yeah, so that's the future, dog. <laughs> and that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, man, that, that's what I did, man. I just, I just I spent the day just I don't have one. on this damn yeah, computer, man, with the, with the gutted open and just making it faster. It was yeah, that, that's definitely some grown man shit, man. You spend your birthday. <laughs> hey, back in the day, you might have been at a club or a strip club or something like that. Hey, 
ain't mad at you, man. I ain't mad at you at all. Um, also, man, before we get started, I, I got to do this because if, if I don't do it, he he won't. Um, he he failed to mention this, but uh, man, on, on Saturday, man, BZ dropped a new album. Dropped a new album. <laughs> uh, very, very, and, and, I, and I'm not lying, man. Very good project, man. Check it out. Man, tell, them, tell people where they can find the project at, man. Uh, they can go on uh, tryforever.com. May it take you to the audio Mac where you can just download the project. It's called Tangent Distraction. I'm on the beat. Tangent Distraction. And uh, Nova, Nova, Nova on the mic. You know, MC from Atlanta, I can't name Nova. He's on the mic, and I did all the beats. So 12 tracks, check it out. Let me know what y'all think. We, we made yeah, man, it's definitely know, dope. And I got a chance to finally listen to it on Sunday, man. Very, very good. And, and, and you know what's, what's, what surprised me is that like, this dude never told no, I mean, at least I didn't know that he could make beats. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, damn, I was like, something. And then I heard the beats from the, uh, that you guys use on the show. And I'm like, yeah. like, man, I know that beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We, we cracked, we, we stuff, cracked the top man. 50 in, we cracked top 50 in Audio Max, but that's pretty huge. That, that is huge. That's huge. I think I saw yeah. something like over 4,000 downloads already. Over 5,000 plays. Oh, oh sweet, sweet, days. sweet. Yeah. Crazy. Wait, so if you if you get a chance, do yourself a favor. As soon as this show is over, man, if you haven't checked out the album yet, check it out, man. It's, it's a very solid pro. I'm not just saying it because he's on the phone. I, I listen to it myself. Very good. And you will definitely be pleased with it. Um, phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. I got B, I got Ken, I got FIFA on the line, man. We're talking sports. We're going to be talking, of course, about the Super Bowl um, this past Sunday a beatdown of epic proportions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think everybody predicted that Denver would win except for me. I predicted that Seattle would win. I'll be honest, I did not see this coming. Um, so we're going to talk about it, man. Get us, Hit us up on the line, uh, 646-478-0356. Um, I guess I'll start there, man. And I'll start with you, FIFO, because you, you weren't tweeting during the game. What happened to the Broncos, man? I mean, just what happened to the Broncos? Look, um, you know, I've, I've been saying it for a while that Peyton Manning struggles against the NFC. We saw it last year against the Falcons. I always point that game out. Through three and a half quarters, Peyton Manning couldn't get a rhythm. But once he figured it out, it was a problem. Um, but I didn't see this coming either. I really, I took the Broncos. Um... I was going to go either way. I said that if the weather was nice, I, I, I thought maybe I thought Payne can do it. I really thought Payne can do it. Even though earlier, 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 I said that the Super Bowl champ was going to come out the NFC. I kind of I kind of switched it up just because what I saw Payton do in the postseason, I was like, okay, Payton, you made me a believer. But I tell you this though, as soon as Cam Chancellor hit the Marius Thomas. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> to me, that that right there, and, then, and, and you know, it wasn't even the hit, more so than how the Marius Thomas reacted after he got up. She looked deflated. And that's the biggest wide receiver they got. If he would have got up, it would have been rowdy and been like, yeah, yeah, all right, I'm going to see you next time. I didn't know you was coming like that. And right. he got up there. I think the game would have been a little bit different, but I think that once Cam really hit him like that, and they kept hitting him like that, that augmented 
the wide receiver, man, for the, all of the wide receivers for the, for the Broncos. I, I think that's a merry, and I'm not putting it on because, yo, I'm not taking nothing away from this SC Hawks defense. They are the best defense in the NFL. They're probably one of the best defenses I've seen. But I think that that really deflated the wide receivers, and I don't think that they played up to par. I think they didn't match the intensity that the DBs came out with. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and them boys, they were flying. They were flying. They were swarming. Any time, there was no yak yards. Any time right, the no. ball was anywhere, them boys were there. And hats off to them. Hats off to them to do what they did. They held the most prolific offense in NFL history to eight points. That is crazy. Yeah, I mean, you you you, you said a lot right there, man. I, I I couldn't agree more. What about you, Ben? B? What 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 happened to the Broncos, man? What, what what do you think they went wrong? Uh, I mean, they didn't go wrong. It was Seattle's defense was just insane. I mean, like from the first, <laughs> I mean from the beginning of the first quarter, Seattle was just everywhere. I, I think I ha- I have not seen a defense go this nuts in the Super Bowl since the 2000 Ravens when they popped the uh, Giants. But right. you know, like people said, to to shut to damn near shut down. One of the greatest NFL offenses we've seen in history shut them down to eight points like that. I mean, it was like I, I didn't, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was, I think I was tweeting. I was telling people, I'm like, man, the whole Seattle defense should be the Super Bowl MVP. And the entire, <laughs> the entire Seattle Seahawks defense. And, it's, and then I, I, I was kind of like, man, shame on me because you know I'm a defensive guy. So for me to still pick the Broncos, and I'm like, man, this, this is to show you all you kids that's listening. Or whatever, and they don't say this for no reason. But defense wins championships. They yep. say that for a reason. Defense wins championships, and and I and I, I it's like I had to slap myself on the on the wrist. It was like shame on you for taking the Broncos. Shame on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was just like when I saw that when I saw the defense. I mean, to be honest with you, I think if the 49ers would have been there, they would have popped the Broncos. Because I mean, yep. let's let's be real, yep. their defense was not that far behind from the Seahawks. You know what I'm saying? It was like the NFC Championship game was way more interesting than this. I mean, it was like, what is going on? Peyton Manning looked as shook. Um, yeah, Thomas looked as shook. I mean, they every time when they caught the ball, all you saw was Hawks just flying to them to them ball and tackling them. It was like these. I, I just kept telling people, man, these dudes are everywhere. Like. So when they catch the rock, they get they getting caught. I mean, I didn't see Peyton Manning throw a ball for more than twenty yards. I mean, yeah, he kept dinking and dunking. I mean, that's all he could do. And it's crazy because Peyton Manning, I think he had the Super Bowl record for most completions. That ain't mean nothing. And then right. uh, Demarius, <laughs> Thomas, Demarius Thomas, Demarius Thomas got the record for the most receptions in the Super Bowl. That didn't mean nothing. Didn't I mean, mean you would think, right. you would think the game would be a lot closer by them having them records, but you look at the score, you'd be like, wait a minute, what? Peyton Manning did what? Man, I mean, that's crazy, man. For, for Peyton Manning to have a, a, a record-setting season, just like Tom Brady did in 07 yep. and didn't win the Super Bowl, you know, this is, this is, this is, this, I was speechless. I was really speechless. It, it was funny. It was so bad, it was funny. I, I, I couldn't agree more. What, what, what's your take on it, Ken? What, what happened to the Broncos, man? <laughs> Much like the, um, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe even I went with the Broncos and and um I remember hitting up FIFO um last week I wanna say it was last week and I was like, Man, I, I and I told him, I said, I don't see how Denver will win this game. 
because I don't think those receivers will be able to get open. And and I even presented and and I and I, there was more to that, but that's pretty much the essence of what I said. At that point, I said I don't know how they're going to win this game. I don't see them winning this game. And I don't know why I switched at the last minute <laughs> on this show when yeah. when my mind was already made up. And I, and I'm I'm really glad that I sent that to him because you know. At, because at least there's some type of record there, and and, and you know because I'm like, uh, so when we were talking about, I was like, man, they, they're just not gonna get open. They're not gonna get open. The boys are gonna hit and everything. But I'll I'll, I'll tell you this, and I thought about this uh, a little bit today. The division that Seattle plays in is the SEC of the of the NFL last year. Because it, it's yep. nothing but defensive teams in that division. Arizona is right no now. slouch in the defensive exactly. area. Nope. So, is so, the Rams, so they, the Rams yeah. are slouch. Right. So that, that that's what they do, man, day in and day out. They beat up on each other, and they have to figure out ways to score against each other, against those top defenses that they face. You know, four, wait, what, two, four, six, like six times uh, uh, during the um, season. Mm-hmm. And um, so – Thinking about that and thinking about how, like people said earlier in, in his uh, part, you know, he had San Francisco winning it all. I think a lot of people had San Francisco winning it all, right? A lot of people had the pretty much the Super Bowl champion coming out of the NFC. Yep. And it seemed like when Peyton made it to the Super Bowl, everybody kind of started to switch. But I was thinking about how this season has went along and, there were people talking about Denver winning the Super Bowl, and this was, quote-unquote, his, his his year. But really, everybody was kind of pointing at San Francisco. This was really supposed to be San Francisco's year. And, exactly. and I think people wanted Peyton Manning to win it so bad that they just – and they felt that it was his year that they kind of just, just switched. And um, and I I got caught up in in that narrative a little bit too. I just kind of thought that with the way they won those first two games, defensively, that they really had a chance. And I and Peyton eventually figured it out. Demarius Thomas, other than that fumble, he had a good game. You're right, people. He should have jumped back up and jumped in Cam face and 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 looked him in the eyes and say, "Bring it, hit me again," because I'm gonna square you up next time. You run up, you run over here. You know what I'm saying? That's what he should have done. And then he set the tone. For Denver, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're gonna rally behind him. Yep. But nah, he just yep. got up. You know, he got up quick, but he didn't get up with attitude. Mm-hmm. He got up and kind of shrugged it off and kind of walked. You know how when you fall and you, and you want to get up real quick so no, so you so you won't feel like <laughs> you're trying to play it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he, he was hurt, man. He tried to play it off. That's what he did. But nah, nah, nah. You get up, and you run into their face, and you like, yo, we here, we here. We're gonna play. We're gonna play this game all the way through. And I, I'm no punk, but nah, he 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 walked into the huddle and and here we go. <laughs> but he had a great game. Him and Peyton Manning and Demarius Thomas, them boys were working. I understand the game was out of control, but it's not right. like Seattle let up. Depot was right; he did figure it out. But Seattle didn't really let up until towards the latter part of the game when when old boy had the championship hat on with six minutes to go. They played the whole game. Right and, and Peyton Manning and Demarius Thomas were working. They just made too many mistakes, bro. So, 
and the other thing too, Ken is is I agree that Peyton and Demarius were working, but there was no yak yards. There was no like this like Seattle was not going to give up the big play right. at all. At all. No. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you might get this 10, 12, 14 yard pass, but you're not going nowhere. Nowhere. And we're going to be in pain, man. So I just think that they had the recipe for disaster. Um, but to me, being an athlete, being into sports, always hooping, always talking shit, I know that when somebody comes out here and they're good, there's no way that I'm letting you take my confidence because the moment you do that, you won. Right. And I that's think that's that that what so Seattle true. did. They just took Denver's confidence, man. And I don't think that nobody stepped up in that role to be like, oh, these niggas ain't shit. Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody did that, man. And, 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 you, and you, can't, you can't win a chip like that regardless of what side of the ball is good. You know, like, like Denver needed to go out there and somebody needed to be as physical. And they had two, two, the two comics boys are big and fast. And they ain't do nothing, man. You're supposed to, as soon as you see one of them, you're supposed to hit them boys. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. So, man, I, I, I think everybody made some great points, man. I, I think for Denver, man, obviously, I, and I don't want to say that they believe the hype, um, but I think they they came into this game with a with an air of confidence, not cockiness, because I, I think they respected their opponents. I, at least I know, you know, Manning is he's been through far too many wars to to, to take an opponent lightly. Um, right. But I think that they, I and, and Ken, Ken and I have discussed you know, that that nausea, you know, John Fox's ability to make adjustments or what have you. I think at, at early on in the game, you could kind of see that Seattle had figured them out. And, and I, I saw a couple of quotes from Richard Sherman after the game saying that, you know, they figured out their hand signals or what have you. They came in very prepared. Um, they knew that the crossing routes were going to happen. They knew that they were going to have to put pressure on Manning. And, and I mentioned this, and the only reason why I, I, I took Seattle in this game was, like I said, because of their defense. Um, but I, I mentioned on, on the show last week was that when you look at what they did to Breeze, when you look at what they did to Brady a couple of years ago, stationary quarterbacks like that who throw well from the pocket, that's what they want them to do. You know, and, and, and Manning, obviously, I'm not putting Manning in, in the same category as Breeze, but, you know, that's probably the closest example I could use. But they frustrated the hell out of Breeze. And, you know, they were very physical with the receivers, and they and the game plan was was to, you know, knock them off their rhythm and get Manning off the spot. If you can if you can make him move off the spot, then you got a chance. Kaepernick, on the other hand, a guy who, you know, as we saw in, in the NFC Championship game two weeks ago, when he got out outside of the pocket, moved around, he, create, he, he caused fits. But toward the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, they told Kaepernick, okay, Kaepernick, you're going to stay in the pocket and you're going to beat us. You're going to have to beat us on the pocket. And like me and Ken have already said, he can't throw well enough to do that. So they they do a good job of Seattle, – Seattle's defense do a very good job of dictating what it is that you – they make you do what you want to do as opposed to offensively where you make the calls and you, you, you dictate what the defense does. Seattle basically imposes their will to make you do certain things, run certain routes, make certain checkoffs or what have you. And um, 
I thought that was key. I thought that um, you know they did a good job of obviously um, uh, stopping uh, uh, Noshawn Marino. Now, conversely, I was surprised at how well uh, Denver's defense kept uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch in check. I thought they did a very good job of keeping him in check. I think Marshawn Lynch didn't even he didn't even lead them in rushing. Uh, they were led in rushing no. by Percy Harvin. Um, Marshawn Lynch had 39 yards in rushing. Um, so, and you know that that Seattle was going to keep pounding and keep giving him the ball. But um, uh, Denver basically said, okay, well, hey, Russell Wilson, you got to beat us. We're going to make you stand back there in the pocket and you got to beat us. And he did. Russell Wilson made the throws that he had to make. Um, and and I'll, give, I'll agree with you guys. I think early on the intimidation factor was there. Um, they really, really, really set the tone early. I, well, the, the first play from scrimmage was, I mean, that was a mix-up uh, that can happen. And, and I was, I was, as I was watching the game, I was telling, I was telling everybody that was watching the game with my family. I was like, I said, that game. I said, it sounds really loud for a Super Bowl because you guys know Super Bowls are pre- pretty much made up of, you know, these corporates corporate accounts and everybody, mm-hmm. you know, you have your fans there, but you don't have as many fans as you do people from corporations. But it did sounded like, it, it didn't sound as loud as it does in Seattle, but it was very loud for a, um, you know, for, for a game on a neutral site. And, um, you know, after that first play, man, it was all downhill from that. Like, if you go back and look at it, and I think NFL replay is showing it again tonight on uh, some, some, some time tonight, I think like 10 or 11 o'clock tonight, um, so if you have check it out, uh, it looked to me like Denver never had control of the game at any point in time during the game. Nope. No, what's like they never. Not after that first play, not one time that I think Denver was in the game. They just looked confused, and I think it goes back to you know like Ken and I talked about as far as whether or not Fox had them prepared. Pete Carroll definitely had those guys prepared. And Hell yeah. you know, when you get a guy like Richard Sherman saying, okay, yeah, we knew their hand signals and we, we was understanding their calls and what they were running, you know, that that made it a whole lot easier for them because once you have that kind of success early, um, you know, then it kind of snowballs. Um, so the next question I want to throw out to you guys, at what point, and I'll start with you first, people, at what point did you think Denver was in trouble? Um... I knew the game was over once, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Buddy ran back the kick. Oh, uh, Percy Harvey. Percy Harvey. Percy Harvey. They have only played one game all year, really. And, and <laughs> right, because he got knocked out of the, the, the yeah. NFC Championship uh, game. You know, he, 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 he pulled out his same Battier, Mac, Mike Miller impersonation, came out here and just gave me the ball, coach. I ain't going to miss. And, and that's what he did, man. Um, I... I because just knowing Peyton Manning in them, you you, you kind of expect Manning at halftime, you know, especially with an extended halftime, make some adjustments. You know, if you stop them and don't let them score, you know, you might have a chance. 22 points, Peyton, mm. hey, hey, Peyton can do that in half. Right. You know, so I was like, okay, this is very important. Man, he got the ball and made it 29-0. I said, that's game. That's, that's, that's game. Because the way that they're playing – like, that just kind of deflated them. It's, it, it reminds me of the only other Super Bowl that was, that somebody was shut out in the first half, the the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Giants, because in the second half, yeah. the Giants yeah. came out with a kickout return, and then Baltimore came right back. Right. And that just, yeah. that, that just deflated them. 
and and that's how I felt in this game. I, I felt like that was the the last straw. Because when you have a dude like Peyton, and I always tell Kenyon, the reason why I don't believe in Matt Schaub is because if you're down 20, do you believe he can come back? Hell no. Right. I never believed it. Peyton Manning, you got a chance. Tom Brady, you got a chance. Very elite quarterback. So I had to give Peyton that that little bit just just because. But once he, once Percy scored, I was like, okay, this one is not for you guys to win. It, just, it is what it is. Definitely, definitely. What about you, Ken? At, at what point did you think, okay, Denver's in trouble? Um, the first snap, the first snap <laughs> of the game, and um, and and, and that, you know, and and that's the that's the truth. And I'll tell you why. When I saw that snap go in the end zone, and it was a safety, for one, automatically the momentum shifts to Seattle side. Now the confidence is on like twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, and they get the ball back. Oh shit! If they score, they, them boys on defensively will play downhill the rest of the way. Right. So, but it told me something else. It told me that, just like you said, Kyle, they they were uptight. They were not prepared, and they were nervous. Manny Ramirez, how many times has Peyton? got under center, and started walking up to talk to his offensive line. Mm-hmm. He does it on every single Damn every play. Right. play. For you to sit your ass down there and see <laughs> him step toward you and for you to hike the ball told me that you, my friend, were not ready. It's not the crowd noise. It's you. And you have plenty of time to spike, to, to hike that ball so you're not under the clock. So even if Peyton, even if Peyton was calling for the ball and you missed it on the first of two hikes, there's still plenty of time for you to get the ball. So when he hiked that ball, like people said, as soon as that ball went in the safety, as soon as mm-hmm. that ball went, went away, it was a wrap. It, you know, it was a wrap because – now all of a sudden, you're 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 mentally out of the game and you cannot get in sync. Now, even though you stopped them, you held them to five points. That three and out didn't help because that's when the hit came. Right. So now all of a sudden, you get the ball. You give them the ball. They had so many chances to get in this game. But yeah, that 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 safety, that 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 still that was like, oh, they're they're not winning this game. I knew it then. I said they're not winning this game. Because they are uptight. Seattle was loose. Seattle was ready, and they were running and flying to the ball, and they had confidence. And you have to give all the credit to Pete Carroll. And and John Fox did not make any adjustments from what I what I saw. And I because on that first on the the first possession, the first real possession. Look, those, those crossing routes that that shit ain't gonna work. That that's not gonna work five or three yards here and there because like people said there's there's no yak you got to run it a little bit deeper run some slant but they kept running the same plays and eventually Peyton figured it out but then he threw a pick he got hit or something so there was yep. mistake after mistake after mistake and and I'll tell you this people you man I, I I was like you man I was like okay if anybody can come back man I, I all they have to do is get a stop 
man, and they get the ball, man. I, I think he kind of know how to work his defense now. They just got to play a, a mistake-free second half. Percy Harvin broke it. Even still, I was like, okay, ah. <laughs> four touchdowns. It's four touchdowns, right? Seattle, they, they were not supposed to get 29, right? Denver no. was supposed to score 30. So I'm like, okay, right. two, two touchdowns a quarter. They, it's tough against this defense, but possible. Until this happened, and at this point, I checked out. Of John, uh, I, I, I just, I, I was like John Fox. I'm done with you forever. Third and ten, he runs a draw play. I remember that, and I'm like, okay, maybe. I, first of all, I thought it was playing. First of all, you're losing by 29 points. You really need to put it in the pace hands every, every, every possession. But whatever, right. try to catch him off guard. I, I, I get it. But then you punted the ball. Mm-hmm. I was. Furious because that was the weakest move I have seen in sports. You conceded the victory to them. You're playing uphill. You do not punt the ball away to the opposing team down 29 points in the third quarter. What kind of mess is that? Last game of the last game of the year, guaranteed. There ain't no tomorrow. Right. Yeah, you just exactly. Go. Come on, man. Hey, that's like, that's when you got to leave it all up. You, you can't leave with your business in the gun. And, and, and if I'm Peyton Manning, I'm like, man, y'all, y'all stay right here. <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with this later. We'll deal with this later. I'm making an executive decision. Oh, man. Oh, right. oh Fox. John Fox lost me. Yeah, I'm I, Oh, I'm done. Hey, yo, I'm Ken, done. man, you just, you just made me think about something. Let me, let me get B's take on it real quick, and I'm going I'm to throw it. You just gave me another question I, I want to throw out to you guys. What, what, what did you think, B? B what, at what point did you think Denver's in trouble? When that, uh, uh, what was the linebacker, I think? The, line, the safety of the linebacker that intercepted the ball and ran it back for a pick six. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Michael yep. Smith. When, when he ran, yeah, when he ran that Malcolm back, Smith, Malcolm Smith. I was like, I was like, I was like, that was it. I was, yeah, he was a two ball MVP. I was like, yeah, once he ran that, uh, went that back, and I think that's when they was up with sixteen zip at that point. I think I was like, I yeah, think that put him up twenty two zip then. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's when I was like, this game is a wrap. That's when I thought it was a wrap then. I was like, there's no way that sucked the life out. That was before Percy Harvey returned. Like when Percy Harvey returned it back, I was like, oh, this shit is hilarious. <laughs> like it was, and that, at that point, it just got funny as hell. Like wow, like. That was crazy, man. It's probably, I know, I mean, I haven't been watching football in the 70s, but I think this is probably one of my best defensive performances in the Super Bowl I've ever seen. I mean, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Everywhere. So, yeah, I think when he ran it back for that pick six, I was like, yeah, this game is over. This game is a wrap. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I think um, I knew they were in trouble, and Ken mentioned it earlier. Um when it wasn't the first play, it was actually the second drive. Well, technically, it would be the second drive. But um, when Demarius Thomas ran that crossing route and Cam Chancellor lit him up, I mean, I think that right there. And, and I, I looked at my, my my son Cameron. He's ten. He plays football. And I told him, I said, this. I said, I said, I'm telling you what Seattle's about to do. I said, listen, to you. I said, listen, to your dad real closely. I said, what Seattle's going to do is, I said, they're going to let them catch all of these short passes. I said, for one, they don't yep. think Manning can throw the ball deep anyway. I said, so they're going to let them catch these, these uh, short passes. I said, and these defensive backs will light these receivers up every time they touch the ball. I said, now, they're going to catch a few. 
I was like, but by the third or fourth quarter, I said, you're going to see guys getting alligator arms, and they're not going to be catching the ball. And, man, I had to go back, and, 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 and even after the game, had to look at the stats. Because, like, guys like Eric Decker, I don't even remember Eric Decker in the game. He had nope. one catch, I think, for six yards. Walker had eight catches, but it was it might have been the quietest eight catches. that you, and He had a couple of drop passes. Um, Thomas, the tight end. Uh, Julius Thomas, he only had a couple of catches. And we saw, uh, you know, these last few weeks uh, with Seattle, um, you know, I'm sorry, yeah, with Seattle's defense, you saw them shut down Jimmy Graham. You saw them shut down uh, uh, Davis from San Francisco. And you saw them just neutralize uh, uh, Thomas, the tight end. Um, so I, I, that's what I told him. I said, I said, they are really, I said, all they want to do is just peel back on these guys. And like like FIFO said, there were no yak yards, no yards after the catch. Every time they caught a pass, Seattle was right there making the tackle, right there. And and Denver lives off that. They were running these little bubble screens. And and the purpose of running the bubble screen is you you want to get defenses that are aggressive like Seattle to push up field, but they they use their speed against them. And and it was just I thought right there that I think that was a signature moment. Like like people said, if 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 Thomas gets up. And jumps in a guy's face, he jumps in Cam Chancellor's face, and and let's say, hey man, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere, that type of thing. Then it, then you may be talking about a, a, something a little different, but they got punk, man. They really, they got punk, and I think that right there, that hit signified, okay, we're here, and we're going to take your heart from you. Now, I don't think anybody would have had any problems with Denver losing, but Denver got punked on a national stage where they right. were supposed to run away with the crown. Um, now, Ken mentioned, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and that rarely happens, and I, I tweeted out before the game started, like five minutes before the game started, I tweeted out something to the effect of football, and something one of my little league coaches told me a long time ago, he said, football is a game of will, and at some point in time, you have to break your opponent's will, you know, yeah. and that's what happens, and you just, you, you, you fall into submission, Um now, Ken made a point about, about John Fox I want to jump on. Uh, okay, if I'm not mistaken, they were down 22 to nothing. Yeah, they were down 22 to nothing. It was a minute and 10-something seconds left. You've got a fourth and three. Um, a lot of people were saying that Fox should have kicked a field goal. That way you can at least get some points. Fox obviously went for it on fourth down. Peyton Manning ended up throwing a... a, a uh, the incomplete pass, uh, and it was terrible, a terrible pass at that. Um, did y'all did y'all have any problem with them with him not kicking the field goal, or do you think? Because when I saw him line up to go for it, I understood it, but I thought he might have been pushing the panic button a little early. Because, like you said, it's Peyton Manning. I mean, if you go down, if you're going to halftime, you, you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, you know, we can get some points. We we can, you know, we can still come back from this. You're going to have enough possessions if you can stop Seattle. Um, but he decided to go for it, and they didn't convert it. I'll start with you first, Ken. Did you have a problem with him going for it at that juncture where he would have, in essence, been kicking a about a 35-yard field goal? Absolutely, because this was a psychological game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you needed something. You just played the worst half of your season. And you are accustomed to putting points on the board. Now, walking at halftime, looking at a zero and being dominated. So, at that point, you need...
needed three because 19, what, 19 points is nothing for this offense if they find a right. rhythm. But they have to believe that they can score. Right. And now you don't get it on fourth and two. Now you're like, man, how, how, how are we going to score against these guys? Maybe if you get those three points, maybe Percy, Har- Percy Harvin, maybe he doesn't run it back. We don't know how the second half would play out. You know, and maybe they'll come back out with confidence. So with more confidence than they did coming out trailing 22 nothing. Because if you look at that game, how did Seattle score 14 of their 22 points off of turnovers? Turnovers, right. So, and, and their offense only offensively managed to score eight points, you know, on, on true possessions outside of a turnover. And, um... Uh, well, besides the safety. But anyway, so take away those two turnovers that Peyton Manning gifted to them, and, you know, you're looking at a, what, at a eight, eight to nothing game. So oh, your defense is playing well is what I'm saying. Yeah. You just got to cut, turn down the turnovers, right? So, yeah, put put the three on the board, man. Get, get something. Get your team feeling good about themselves. Look, look, guys, you go into the halftime like, look, we just play like shit. But we got three on the board. We move the ball to get the points on the board, so we know we can move it on this defense. They're not, um, they, so they're, it's not something that's insurmountable. It's not like we can't move the ball because we've exactly. done it multiple times in the first half. We just haven't finished, but we finished that time. We only got three, but we finished. We got something on the board. Let's go out here and let's seal the deal. Let's do what we do. Let's do what we've been doing all year long. You challenge your defense, and you Peyton Manning, you walk up and say, you give them, you get you get some stops, I'll get you some points. And that's it. Right. But he decided to go for it on fourth and two on a team that psychologically already feels like they are going to beat the brakes off you. Off you. And you, you know what? You know what, Kyle? You fed into it, though. They mm-hmm. wanted you to go for fourth and two. Because they, when they see him fourth and two, they're like they, they're gonna come extra hard, and they did, right. and they got a tip ball, and and that was it. Game was over. You're right. You you are definitely right. What, what about you, uh, B? Um, did you have a problem with that? Would, would you have kicked the field goal at that juncture? Because like I said, you're only talking about maybe a 32, maybe 33 yard field goal, as opposed to going for it on fourth down not getting it, fourth and three, and not getting it, and then having to turn subsequently turn the ball over to Seattle. Yep. I would have I would have kicked the field goal. Cam Cam made the perfect point. It's psychological. You you go down, okay, we get we on the board now, we're down nineteen points. You know, I think to be honest with you, if this was if this was Tom Brady in the locker room, he would have been fired up. Like he would have been like, look, y'all give me these guys I I don't think Peyton Manning would have been locker room at halftime. I, I mean I really don't. I really don't. I I, I think if Tom Brady was, in, I was out there. I'm not saying if they would have been in there. Would have, you know, they would. I think they still got their ass whooped if it was Tom Brady there. But right. But like, I just think Peyton Manning just wasn't that that emotional leader in the locker room for him, man. Like, like Ken said, you down, y'all, y'all, y'all get some stops. I'm gonna make sure we are gonna come back in this bitch and we are gonna make this a game or we are gonna win. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think it was mm-hmm. nobody in that locker room fired up because you can tell even by their body language when they came out in the second half. They were just like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, we, we just out here again. They didn't even look like they wanted to come out <laughs> right. with a different attitude, you know, and, and like they wanted to win the game. They were just like, oh, okay, we, just, we lucky we survived that first half. Shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, come on now, man. But, yeah, they should have They should have definitely. I, and I told y'all, well, I think I think Ken knew about Fox, but I warned out like, man, Fox, 
I don't know, man. Fox a little iffy on that coaching on that coaching end. And, and, and it shows he's always, he's always played it conservative. Even even when yep. he was in, in yep. Carolina, always played it close to the vest. Um, not yep. somebody who's you know willing to to roll the dice. So yeah, that that's yep. not. I mean, he should have you, you, definitely. Yeah, from a psychological standpoint, he should have definitely kicked the field goal. You know, go. You know, be down nineteen. Twenty twenty two to three. It's a lot better than 22 and seeing that damn donut by your team name. Yeah. <laughs> should have right. definitely, should have definitely kicked that field goal, man. I was looking like you. I, I think I even thought like you stupid. I'm like, why did they go for it? Like you see our, you see Seattle's defense was already fired up and hyped. So they right. like, oh, you going for it? Oh hell yeah, let's, let's you know Sherman. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like that right. was crazy. They, they, they love the fact that they, that Peyton Manning was going for it. So yeah, you, all you had to do is just. Take that field goal, suck a little bit, a, a teeny tiny bit of ounce of life out of Seattle going into halftime, and then hey, uh, that uh, kick the field goal, dumb, dumb coaching. That was bad on coaching. What about you, FIFO? Should, should they have kicked the field goal? Would, would would Coach FIFO have kicked the field goal? You know this. This is why I would not coach football because. <laughs> Because I, I would I would have went for it too, you know. Uh, but that's just me. That's my persona. That's why mm-hmm. I prefer basketball because you can you can take those risks, you know, a little bit more in basketball because it's a different, you know, speed of game. But um, the money is 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 more about more like when you're getting beat like that off of turnovers and that defense is out there intimidating you. I think that you have to think wise, and I think that morally. You can sell that to your team as 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 a boost. Like, hey, look, we play bad. We at least got some points on there. We know. Look, we got Peyton. We got the MVP. We could put mm-hmm. up two scores. We in this. You know, like realistically, twenty-two to ten. Like you're 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 pretty much back in the game in in, in, in NFL talks, especially with Peyton Manning at the right. quarterback. So. That's an easier sell and confidence thing, and I think that's the reason why I pointed out the Demarius Thomas hit is because I, I, I just feel like every little ounce that they had in terms of confidence as an entire team was taken out of Demarius Thomas through Cam Chancellor for the whole team. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I just think that that, is, that was the microcosm of the game right there, that Cam Chancellor hit. That was it. That was the game. Right there. I agree totally. Cool. I, I think, um, I, I, much like you, FIFA, I, I didn't, and, and I, remember, I remember my son asked me, he said, well, Dad, why are they going for it? I actually understood why they went for it. Um, I just don't know that in the Super Bowl you go for it. If, if it's a regular season game, um, you know, I don't even know because at that points come at a pre- I mean, especially when you're playing against a defense that solid. You know, points are coming at a premium, so you you want to get a little momentum. I thought it was it was interesting that you know most NFL teams when they receive when they win the toss, Seattle won the keep, keep in mind Seattle won the toss, and they would much rather prefer to put their defense on the field. You know, that's what I told my little league team that I coach. Uh, you know, because our defense is is our our strong point. So I put I always put our defense on the field first. Um, you know, but I think uh, I, I think that really really set the tone, man. Really really set the tone for what was going to happen. And, and like I said, at that point, Thomas got rocked. They didn't get the first down, and you know it was just 
they got punked, and, and now everybody's sitting around, looking around, waiting on, you know, something some miracle to happen, and it didn't just didn't happen. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're listening to uh, Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my esteemed co-host. You know the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop, Ken B and FIFO. Uh, give us a call six four six four seven eight zero three five six. I want to apologize to anyone who is trying to get into the chat room. I can't get in the chat room, so I'm assuming that neither can you. Uh, I think there's some type of uh, technical issue with Blog Talk Radio. It won't allow me to open the chat room, but still hit us up, uh, 646-478-0356. We'll be tweeting out and retweeting the questions out on Facebook as well as Twitter. Um, next question I have for you, we're, we're definitely going to jump into Peyton Manning, um, but you know, a guy who kind of got lost in the shuffle in all of the hype, uh, was the quarterback for Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, he was a guy who wasn't highly heralded as, as some of the other guys that came out of his class with, uh, you know, uh, RG3 and, um, uh, and Andrew Luck. Uh, but here it is now. He Today he's a Super Bowl champion. Um, mm-hmm. B, how would, you, uh, how would you rate Russell Wilson's performance? I thought it was a solid performance. I mean, what he threw for um, what two hundred over two hundred yards, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. I believe I can't I can't remember his percentage, his uh, pass and completion. Like seventy five percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought you know, but you know why he played so damn good? Because his ass was on there. I mean, you know, the defense was just taking care of everything. Like he he was chilling on the sideline. I'm like, man, is, is the offense even out there? Like, I mean, you know, special teams scoring touchdowns and, 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 you know, the defense is out there shutting down Peyton Manning. It's like, again, like I said, that's why that whole – the whole defense deserves to be Super Bowl MVP because, like, you barely saw any offense out there. So, it's like when Russell Wilson was out there, he was real rested and chilling. Like, yo, I'm good. Like, I'm about to go out here and throw a couple of these little passes, hand it off to uh, the beast, beast mode and, and chill out. So, I think Russell Wilson just – Played it safe. He didn't do nothing too extraordinary, you know. Came out the pocket a few times and ran through some good zip passes or whatever. But that was about yeah. it. I mean, it wasn't nothing, nothing, nothing too special or anything. But hey, I mean, shout out to him for keeping the keeping the Seahawks in the game and and not doing nothing stupid like throwing you know three or four interceptions or anything like that to keep him in the game. He did what he had to do. He had a great, a solid running back and and some receivers that was that was very possessive and catching the ball whenever he whenever he needed to throw it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. How, how would you uh, how would you rate it, uh, FIFO, Russell Wilson's performance on the big stage in the Super Bowl? Uh, I would give him a solid uh, A plus. I think he aced it. I think he, if this was a test, he proved why you know he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback um, because he did what his team needed him to do, and that's the thing with with quarterbacks. And I feel like how you have to evaluate them is what does your team need you to do, and can you do that? Because you don't need to do what Drew Brees and Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning do. You just need to do what Pete Carroll tells you to do. And he did that. And I think that the reason why I gave him the plus is because he's a playmaker. And, and out of all of the, the new guys, you know, these mobile quarterbacks that are out here, I think he's the smartest one. He's the smartest one with his legs. He gets out of bounds. He, he, he gets out of the pocket to throw. He rarely looks to really run downfield, and she just plays it smart. You know, he's cool, calm, and collected. The only time I seen him rattled was on the very first throw. And you can tell that was just nerves. 
That mm-hmm. was it. He threw it high. Okay, fine. He settled down and he played his game. You know, and and, and I really think that's you know I, I I think the defense is really the reason why they won the Super Bowl. But he didn't he didn't necessarily lose it for him, but he sealed it for him. Anytime he had an opportunity, they made plays. They moved the chains. You know, right. they play field position. They 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 did what they do, and he played a hell of a game. What about you, Ken? How would you uh, how would you rate uh, Big Russ? He was alright. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I think he he said it best, man. I, he didn't have to do anything. He was just back there chilling. You know, the yeah, game was, was ch- easy was, for, for him. It was easy for him. He had to do nothing. Yeah, so so I mean I I, I can't I, I mean I'm grading I have to grade, grade him on a, if I grade him on a curve I, maybe I would give him an A just like people I don't but you know it, it wasn't a it wasn't a situation where he he had to he can make plays he didn't have to make any plays in this game and um and I didn't I, and I didn't get a chance to really see him him do that. I mean, most of his plays are what what slants and 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 post routes. So um, he doesn't really do anything spectacular, like people said. He just runs the plays that's called and he executes. And, and sometimes that's really all you need. I hate they already had the guy a game manager. I think he's much more than that, and will be much yeah. more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah so don't so. label the guy already. That's like that's yeah. like uh, trying to label some kid uh, in, at four or five years old. Because he's a boy and he's active or some shit like that, and now all of a sudden he got ADD. Stop it! You know, <laughs> don't don't label him early. Let let them do what they do. The guy's far oh, more than a game manager, man. He he can make freaking plays. I, we saw it all of last year. He just hit a rough patch, which happens. But um, and, and I think this game was ideal for him. I think considering how he played down the stretch. He didn't need to be placed in, in a in a bad situation because we'll be talking about him, you know, if they lost this game. Um, but yeah, the game the game plan was simple, and he did what they needed to do. And and shit, if you look at the San Francisco game, think about that touchdown he scored. Everybody talk about a great great what a great throwing play that was. But let's be real, that play was was there because Seattle stopped playing for like five seconds. <laughs> So that throw was there, but if Seattle was playing, he may not have made that throw. But right. you know what I'm saying? So, so you know, he he is a byproduct of sometimes unfortunate situations for him. But um, but I like his game. I like his approach to the game. I, I like that he's a cerebral player, and you know it works. And and you know what? I'm happy for the brother, man. Shout out to Russell Wilson, man. You know, yeah, and, and, and and you know what? Forget Russell Wilson, man. Let get him out of here. Shout out to Tavares Jackson. Tavares Jackson <laughs> deserves the biggest shout out of them all. And I'll tell you, they have done this brother wrong since he came in the NFL. He was in Minnesota, and, and, and they brought in old ass Favre and kicked Tavares to the curb. And, yeah. Yeah. and then he went to Seattle, and then they kicked him to the curb again. So, man, shout out to Tavares, man. Matt he was Flair, a world right. champion, too, who was a starter. So, he shout, got him shout. one, man. Also, shout out to Coleman too. I think he was the first deaf player to win a Super Bowl, yeah, be a Super yeah, Bowl championship. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shout out, shout out to him. Yeah. yeah, he 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 definitely was. I like that ad that he has with the Duracell commercial. Um, yeah, yeah, Sidney Rice it, too. Uh, Sidney Rice on on that team. Yeah, Sidney, he, play yeah, he, he, uh, he tore his ACL early in the year, so he's getting right, a ring shout too. Shout out to him too. Um, <laughs> so 
Yeah, I, I think um, you know, it, you know, what's interesting, man. I, I think it's, uh, I think they have they they really put Russell Wilson in a, in a good situation. I think he, you know, and I think I mentioned this on a previous show. He he doesn't have to go. They're not asking him to go out and throw for three hundred fifty yards. Can he do that? I think he could. You know, he doesn't have to. I do, too. Yeah, I think so. And he wouldn't be as prolific as Peyton would be, but, you know, he'd get it done. Um, but I think, early, especially early on, you know, those drives where he converted, he converted, like, I want to say three or four third-down conversions on um, on one particular drive where they scored their first touchdown, I think. And, um, you know, I thought that was big because he was making the throws. Ball placement is everything. I mean, because the receivers were covered pretty good. Um, you know, he doesn't have the best receivers. Even even if you add Sidney Rice to the mix, they Doug Baldwin and Golden Tate and, you know, the other receiver, um, um, Curry. You know, those guys, are, they're solid, but they're not, they're not like household names. They're not people, you know, that, you know, are going to run away with the, you know, Belitnikoff Award. But the thing about it is they're efficient. And at the end of the day, that's all you need them to do. And when you look at it realistically, outside of the turnovers that were caused by the defense, you know, offensively, you know, the, they never got into beast mode because, like I said, Lynch only ran for 39 yards. Uh, Harvin had 45 yards on two carries, so the, he was their leading rusher. And I thought those plays of getting Harvin the ball early, I thought that was very key. Um, you could make a case, you know, for Harvin for being in for MVP uh, actually during the game. But um, I thought Russell Wilson played very well. I thought he, he – and I'm not going to call him a game manager because I think he can make plays. I think he's definitely a quarterback, and, and he's a smart guy. I think that's the thing that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Um, he's very smart, and he's always been that way. And, and, and the guy, you know, he'll find a way to win. He'll find a way to win. And so, you know, for as much, uh, you know, compliments and much hype that come along with RG3 and Andrew Luck, I mean, Russell Wilson, he, he did it first. So he, he's got some bragging rights right now. Um, mm-hmm. Phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Uh, now let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> Number 18 in your program, Peyton Manning. Um, this is his third. Uh, uh, this is his third Super Bowl appearance. Um, obviously, he won his first one, uh, and then he's lost his last two. So, you know, he has all the records, or he has most passing records, most and. He probably will have them all by the time he retires, unless he, you know, retires this year for some reason. Um, I gotta go. I'm, I'm gonna start first with you, Ken. Does this loss affect his legacy? Explain yes or no, you know, as to why you think that. I said on Twitter after the game, and and, and pardon my language, I said Peyton Manning's legacy is fucked. Um, <laughs> You know, some people reply back, no, it isn't, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I believe it is. There has been this 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 mystique, this thing created around Peyton Manning since he entered the league, you know, and, and he's been their golden boy. And and if, if, if Bledsoe doesn't get, doesn't get hurt and, and Brady don't step on the field, this, he would probably be all we have. And and Peyton Manning, unfortunately, fortunately, is measured by Super Bowl rings. He was measured he, much like LeBron. They're I'm so glad you good. Got into that. 
there's nothing else for them to do other than win titles. And and now he's one and two. And this one stings the most because of the season that he had prior to this game. And for him to go out and, and play this way and, and and be directly responsible for the early 22 to nothing lead. If Peyton Manning didn't cough up those two turnovers that, that, that pushed Seattle out so far ahead, I think I would look at this differently. But 14 points belong to him. You know, right. and, and granted the offensive line, they, they didn't hold up well when, when his arm got hit and, and the ball fluttered. It's not really Peyton's fault, but it's a pick six. And it counts against them. It's not right. like the pick six against New Orleans, but this one's a little bit different. But it still counts. And, and the one on, I think when when the player was jammed and he you know he, he got a little happy feet and he, he threw the he overthrew I think Julian Thomas, you know um, that was on him as well. Even though I think right. they just were not in sync. Either way it goes, they scored off of that play. So mm-hmm. um, so because. He contributed to this terrible, dramatic, embarrassing, yes it is, defeat, <laughs> you know, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, his, his legacy is screwed, man. And, and, and you know what? And, and, and I walked away watching this game. I was so disappointed and disgusted by the game because, I'm, like you said earlier, if he loses a close game, depending on how he lost it, I'm okay with that. We have two of the best going against each other, but we did not get a contest at all. John Fox is part to blame, but you know, on the flip side, that's Peyton Manning's team, and he's a coach on he's a coach on the team, man. There were times when he was pissed on the sideline. You can see it in his face. But like right. he said, he didn't run up in anybody's face talking about, "Hey guys, we need to get it together. We need to, we need to come all this this far just to go out like this." There was no emotion. There was no inflection. There was nothing. You know, it was just him with that Peyton Manning face. So yeah. there was a void of leadership in the in like people said the last game of the season and they didn't leave it all on the field. It starts with him and it starts with Fox. And um and so I believe his legacy is screwed. And and for me personally, I'm done with Peyton Manning because I, the only Peyton I'm I'm like this. Peyton got to win a ring now because anything he does up to, doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter because he can do that easy. His bar is high. It's Super Bowls or bust for him. So he can he can pile up the numbers. He can do whatever. Ah, that's great. That's fine. Whoop de woo woo. But you you gotta put you gotta put them rings on your fingers, man. You you gotta you gotta bling bling it out. And 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 that's that's what it's about. So I'm I'm done. I'm done with with Denver. And um, <laughs> and that's it. You know, I I I just am, and I I love this season that they had, but you know, Fox. I, I just don't believe in John Fox, and I, I I still think Peyton is a great quarterback. But he's measured in a in a he's, he's a different caliber player. He's measured accordingly, and and unfortunately, a, a loss like that is is gonna hurt him. Okay, so I I gotta before I jump to the, the, the B and FIFA, I gotta gotta double back real quick. Now you mentioned LeBron, and, and we all know we all of us are basketball heads. Basketball is a little bit more individualistic than it is football, um, because you know it's five on five as opposed to eleven on eleven. That being said, 
do you think if you put LeBron in, if, if LeBron, if, if it was Game Seven and LeBron went two for twenty-five, if he had a Starks type night in Game Seven, you know, do you think we would give LeBron the pass, or is it because LeBron has two rings? Because I mean, the, the national media is giving Manning a pass for this game. Um, you know, based on the season that he had. And, you know, I can understand it. I don't necessarily give him a pass for it, but I can understand it because he's such a classy guy. And, and people like Peyton Manning. You know, I mean, let's just keep it real. He's, he's a very liked guy. You know, he looks like the kind of guy that would, you know, sell you some insurance or something if he wasn't, you know, a quarterback or favorite team or something. He's saying um, the top of <laughs> He is the national salesman for the NFL. So, Ken, if – if LeBron had done what Peyton did, basically just wet the bed in Game Seven, would we be as eager to give him a pass? Uh, and they lost, right? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, he he doesn't get a pass. Absolutely not. You only have at that if if if, if he did that if he stuck it up in Game Seven after the miracle Ray Allen three, and you get another opportunity to 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 win the ring, it's been gifted to you. You know, and you go stink it up. No, you don't get a pass. You don't get a pass at all because at the end of the day, you still have one. You still have one ring. Now he has two. The conversation changes slightly. Right. But right. not okay. that much okay. because he's been to four finals now. So for LeBron, it's almost now for him, it's his NBA title or bust. But, but the last thing you could do if you're LeBron is go out and go two for whatever and, and contribute to the loss. You cannot contribute to the loss. That's, that's what I'm saying. And, um, and as a superstar, as a superstar of their caliber, you cannot contribute to the loss. If you give it all you got and you put, leave it all out on the field, people look at you like, man, he, it, it just wasn't his night. But right. if you contribute to the loss when you are directly responsible for something that happens on the field, that didn't lead to a W, you do not receive a pass. Just like he didn't receive a pass and he still doesn't when he had the eight-point game against Dallas. Yeah. He'll never, he'll never, never, no matter how many titles he wins, will be able to get away from that. It's, mm-hmm. it's going okay. to follow okay. him because he, he's okay. too good to, to put up a performance like that. Okay, point taken. I, I heard a couple of people mention... LeBron, that's why I wanted to get your take on it since you brought him up. Uh, FIFO, what, what about Manning's legacy, dog? Is, is it has it is it somewhat tarnished for you, or are you okay with where he is? Nah, uh, um, I'm 100 percent with Ken, um, mainly because what else is there for you to do, right? Like this is why I said for like the last three, four years, LeBron is the greatest in the game. And LeBron is the only player, in my opinion, that I've seen play that can smell Jordan's plateau. He's the only guy. He's the only guy. And and he he I don't I think LeBron has gotten one scoring championship up under his belt. You know, he's not really that type of that type of player. So you know, I I don't really expect him to win many, especially now with KD going off the way he is. Um, but. What else is there for LeBron to do? He's going to be top five in scoring, top ten in assists. Like, he's always going to be top of everything. He's always going to be an MVP guy. Now you got to put jewelry on the on the mantle. And, and for me, Peyton, like, this, this, really, this really hurt him mainly because, like Ken said as well, he contributed to the loss. 
Now, if Peyton was out there doing everything he did, if Seattle got, you know, the last field goal, he loses on the last second field goal, man, what you going to do? You, you, you really can't, you know, damn, I, I gave it my all. Just like right. last year against Baltimore. That wasn't, Peyton played good enough to win that game. Yep. There was nothing else exactly. that he could have done to, to change the outcome in the favor of the Broncos. It just it didn't it just didn't fall with it on the Broncos side, you know. So it is what did, it is. But didn't he throw an interception though? Like that cost him the game. He did, but yeah. the game was won. Be it what, what, yeah. the, the game was won. It was that cornerback. That cornerback overplayed that route. And that's oh, why they ended okay. up being in overtime anyway. So that's what people are talking about. If that guy played his position, he's not even in over. He's not even in that spot to even throw that exactly. pick. Exactly. 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 Um, and, and and you know, I definitely think it takes a hit mainly because you know, and Skip Bayless talked about this today, and, and I agreed with him mainly because I I feel one hundred percent with Skip Bayless. Peyton Manning could have pole vaulted. His 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 legacy would have went over Seattle because they were the number one defense, the number one defense, and you had the number one offense. And if you beat them, even if it was close, it was like damn. At least he beat Rex Grossman in the Bears with the number five defense, and Rex Grossman posted the worst PR out of any quarterback. Right. So that kind of gifted to Madden. Manning, if you play 50% Manning, you're beating Rex Grossman in the number five. But, um, you know, with this one, he really could have cemented his legacy. And that's what I kept telling everybody. So I think, again, I again, I think I fell into the love of terrible, uh, romanticizing Manning riding off and to, to the trail with Denver like Buck Elway the championship. You know, because if he would have won this one, this shit, this is not tell Peyton Manning. They're like, come on. I beat the number one defense. I had the number one offense all year. I, I set records. I'm the MVP five times, the only player to ever do that. Shut the fuck up. Right. But now you, you see that shut him up, man. He made it worse. You only scored yeah. eight points. Yeah. Yeah, he, I'm about to say he made it worse because of the way they played in, in that Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, um, um, real quick before you go to beef, uh, FIFO, I, I, I hear that Skip Bayless, the way he frames that. I don't like the way he frames uh, that situation because he he's diminishing Peyton Manning's victory over a top. I mean, it's still a top five defense. It's not okay. Peyton Manning's fault that Rex Grossman played as bad as he did. Of you know, how, and, and I think he fra- the way he frames that he makes his he takes away from that win. That was a top five defense. Well, you know why he doesn't right. play he, like he, shit. That's not Peyton Manning's take, fault. He still had to play that defense. Right, he picked uh, he picked Denver, and he wanted Manning to win. So, it, part of that is Skip trying to save face in his pick because he was so yeah, destroyed, disappointed because he picked the wrong, the quote unquote wrong team. But but that, I, that's I, a very good point, Ken. Very good point. Yeah, and, and and I I slightly agree, but I do see where Skip is coming from, and, and you're one hundred percent right. Skip, you know you know how Skip is, man. You, uh, yeah, you know, I know. He's <laughs> yeah, right. He's He's there for entertainment, so I, I 100%. But, but 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 at the end of the day, you know I'm from Chicago, so I'm 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 loyal to the Bears. You know, what I'm saying they like that's my hometown. But at the end of the day, that year it was always good record, bad record, and that's his, that's been his whole NFL career. 
So yeah. you just had bad wrecks, and you had a very bad wrecks that game. So you're right. It's not Peyton Manning's fault, but goddamn, like, if, if a quarterback posts a seven-and-a-half QBR, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you would just barely Peyton Manning, and you're right, it is a number five defense, but if you post a seven-and-a-half a seven QBR, you're not scoring more than ten points. And yeah, no, I, 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 I feel top it. Five defense, man. So, yeah, so, I, I, so, so, I'm not diminishing because winning a championship is winning a championship. Fuck right. what the haters say. Yeah. But, but, kind of like Russell Wilson, it's, it's not like we say that the Seattle Seahawks won the championship because of Russell. Nah, it wasn't, hey, it wasn't like that. You know, but, you know, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. And it's not diminishing anything for Russell. He did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And Peyton did what he had to do to win against the Bears. It wasn't pretty. It's not like Peyton lit them boys up. It's not like Peyton scored forty-five on them. That's true. That's true. And and I think um and we we got a couple of calls. And we're gonna jump to them in just a second. Um, I I, I agree with 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 everybody, man. I, I think it's I, I think it it does tarnish his legacy just a little bit. And when I say that, I, I don't mean like I, I don't. I don't think that he's a bum. I think he's still a top all-time top five quarterback. Um, I think if he had right. won, and, and it's, let, let's 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 flip it for a second. If Manning had this was statistically the number one defense, so it, let's say he goes out and he beats them forty-three to eight. I mean, then it's almost like he's won more than one Super Bowl because he's. You know, not only did he he beat the number one defense, but he, if he let's say he goes out and throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns, and he's MVP and he's got this MVP season, his fifth MVP. You know, then we're we're all singing his praises, and it's almost as good as winning two or three more Super Bowls. Um, you know, but the fact that he didn't play well, he had you know two turnovers. Um, you know, just very cost. I mean, just not you know, almost like a deer in the headlights look when he was on the field. Um, you know, all of that stuff plays into it, and you—that's not what you expect from your five-time MVP. Yeah, I'm late. Let's just right. be it real. And right. can anybody have a bad game? Of course you can. I mean, we're all human. Um, but the great ones usually don't have bad games when the stage is that big and the lights are that bright. And I think that's the thing that's kind of disappointing. I still think he's, like I said, a top-five quarterback. Um, you know, because when we when we talk about other sports, we talk about you know Magic and Bird and those guys. We don't talk about the finals that they lost. You know, we can talk about Kobe. We don't talk about the finals that he lost. We say, okay, he won five titles, or Magic won three titles. You know, we don't. Or Bird won. Uh, how many, I think Bird won three titles. Magic you know, won we don't five. Talk about the ones Magic that they won lost. Um, oh yeah, right. My bad. So you know, it's um, so we have to kind of look at it like that. But I'm not going to. You know, I will say this much. Like I said, I, I think it's diminished somewhat. But he, but keep in mind, you know, unless his doctors say otherwise this offseason, he'll be back. And, you know, relatively speaking, I really don't, you know, there's going to be some movement in the uh, in the AFC. But I don't really see, I mean, all, if, if everybody stays healthy and all things remain considered, I, I don't really They're know be that. Up there again. Yeah, I They're think Denver can be games. definitely be back in the mix again, you know, <laughs> provided John Fox messes up. AFC is whack, man. AFC is whack. He, he, exactly. Exactly. Let's jump to the phone lines right now. Let's go to area code 804. 804, you're on the air with Dead End Hip Hop. I'm Dead End Hip Hop. I'm sorry. <laughs> dead End Sports. <laughs> I'm your host, 12 Kyle. What's your name? Where you calling from? Yo, it's Q again, man. Q, what's going on, man? It's good, man. Hey, I got a question for B real quick. Hold up. All right. So, 
How many years does Stafford have left to make it happen? How many years left? Oh, shit. He, to me, I think he got this next upcoming season, man. I, man well, maybe, you know what? I'll take two more years because he got a new head coach this upcoming year. So I gave him one year to the head coach and then under the new coach. And then next year, if you don't get it by the year after, what's the 2015 season? Uh, yeah, it's time to, time to, time to uh, kick, kick him to the curb. <laughs> and uh, I was just watching. Uh, I was watching a lot of the tape on um, NFL Network, and I was like, "Man, the Lions have such a right. They have right. so many pieces." Man, don't even there. Man, like, man. man, don't even get me started, man. Don't even get me started. <laughs> like really, please do not get me started on these Lions because it's, it's. Oh <laughs> my God, I just want to forget yeah. about this 2013 season. Yeah, man. One more question before I get off. Go ahead. Who I think is going first in the draft? Ooh. That's a good question, man. I, um, I, I think it'll I'm be Clowney. Who should go. Go ahead. Who, who you think should go first? I, I think it should be Clowney. I, I think the Texans will be stupid to take any one of the quarterbacks number one overall. I think you could probably get one of them in the second round. It, it exactly. takes the best. Man, you pair that man with no, J.J. Watt? I go with Bridgewater. I yeah, go with Bridgewater. Say, well, yeah, Bridgewater. <laughs> I go with Bridgewater. Well, here's, here's you, the thing: you, if, if you're you Houston and you take and you take Bridgewater, what you're basically saying is we're done with Matt Schaub. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Schaub is. I mean, come on, now what what Matt Schaub has done? Um, not much. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, I think it's the salary cap hit behind it. I'm not sure. I, I don't have the numbers, but I, I'll, I'll definitely uh, take a look at it and tweet it out. But I, I think that they they could very well uh, uh, possibly do that. Now, I, w- I want to throw the question back at you, Q. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I saw on a mock draft today. Right. They had Johnny Manziel going oh, number God. one. Would, if, oh, Q, would God. You, would you pick Johnny Manziel? As the number one overall draft pick, the, the the face of your franchise, your franchise quarterback. Well, there's two ways to answer that question. One is from the mind of Bill O'Brien, which I think he would be dumb enough to do that. And two, no, I wouldn't. But I can see the Texans doing that. He would put money in the stadium and put butts in the seats. People would go to see him. But as a as a humble Eagles fan, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Vick. And shit, Michael Vick is only what maybe an inch, or I think shorter or taller than Johnny Manziel. Only weighs maybe ten pounds more than him. Johnny Manziel does not have the tools to be doing what he's that, doing. That, that's what yep, I said. That I said that. And, and keep in mind too that Vick has a cannon on his left arm, and Vick still runs about a four three forty. Manziel's mm-hmm. not that fast either. I, I mean, it, it, it blew my mind when I saw that mock draft. I was just like, I, I was like, you got to be kidding. What are you? Are you serious? Like, really? Like Mel Kiper? Like you? You the same dude that said Cam Newton was gonna be about in the NFL? Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> be very careful with these so-called experts. These guys like Mel Kiper and, and Todd. These guys, guys never played football before. I mean, you know, I, right. come on, man. Never, let me let me strap up in their life. Man. Yeah, never. never put on a jock strap. Never put on shoulder pads, man. I mean. I'm, I'm going to be very particular about calling you an, uh, a draft expert. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I, I just I had to throw that to you, Q, because I, I saw that this morning, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You got I anything think, else for us tonight, man? 
Well, you know, since we're on, on the draft, this is going to be my officially last question. I got to get out of here in a minute. But um, for y'all favorite teams, if you were GM, what do you take in the first round? What's, like, what's your need in, in the draft? Uh, defense, okay. defense, defense, and defense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, I can't. Like I can, corner I mean, or safety or? Uh, corners, corners, and we we do need an offensive line too. We need a tackle. We don't have no we don't have no good tackles right now, as well. If we was to go offense, I would get an offensive tackle. But anything defense, we need another, we need a linebacker. We need another mean face on that other side. And yeah, we need some corners. Our corners are are, are garbage. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ken? What, what what would you want your team to draft? Um. Uh, receivers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think they. Who's I your think. Uh, they. Uh, I think if, who's if, your, if I look at who's your team, Ken? Uh, oh yeah, tell me the team. Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. I would say they they are in desperate need of some receivers. Yeah, you got to put somebody aside beside Bo on the outside of Bo. Yeah, man. Yeah. What about you, FIFO? You, who's your team and, and who would you want them to draft? Uh, the Dolphins, and they they need a number one. They, they don't. They don't have a number one receiver. How about the team with the Bears, man? What, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? No, 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 no. Well, I'm. I'm just saying, like you know, I'm loyal to the Bears because that's where I'm from. That's my hometown team. But my team is Miami. Oh. Okay. Okay. My team is the Falcons. Uh, Q. Um. I much like B. I, I think we got to go defense, man. But you also have to. You know, we 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 were banged up on the offensive line. And it showed, and I think if you're going to give, you know, Matthew, Edward, Ryan, all of that money, then you got to protect them. Um, you know, and he's a, he's somebody else who I think is has to win. You know, so I think we got a lot of holes that we got to fill as far as offensive and defensive line. But you know, when you give your quarterback 100 million dollars, you and, and you got Julio Jones' contract coming up. Um, yeah. You know, in, in another year or so, so you got to got a couple pieces that, that you want to extend. You know, it's not a lot, not a lot of money to go around. So, can you draft and can you make? You know, can you do what Seattle did? Can you? Because I'm a firm believer, man. If if you don't have defense, then you're going to struggle. And I think the Falcons really have kind of put themselves in a position where they want to outscore people, and that's all fine and good. But if you can't get off the field on third and seven, your offense is on the sideline. So I don't care, you know, what what you do. You know, so defense uh, championship. Well, yeah, I mean, we got we got a lot of holes to fill and. It's gonna be interesting. I'm not really impressed with the head coach, and you got you guys heard me say that a lot on this show. But um, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Come draft time, man. I, I'm I'm not gonna hold my breath. I, but uh, much like well, me, I'm looking forward to next season already. On Bleach Report, I saw the Falcons taking Sammy Watkins. I, I would as much as I like Sammy Watkins. I just don't. You know. I mean, you can. You can give Matt Ryan all of these tools, but it doesn't matter if he's on his back. Uh-huh. You know, if he if he didn't have time to throw, I mean, like, and there was a lot of times this season where he just he's he's in a, he's in a seven step drop, and on that seventh step, when he's putting his back foot in the ground, you know, he's got a defensive lineman in his face, and you know, you have to. I mean, just look at the Falcons division. You got see, you got excuse me, uh, New Orleans, you got Carolina, and you got Tampa. Well, New Orleans and Carolina offensively, I mean, you, you got to be able to put up points against Cam and Drew Brees. If you don't, you know, then or and you have to be able to stop them because they're going to put up points. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Falcons do, man. I I, I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. We're definitely going to be talking about the draft as it comes closer and closer. Q, thanks for calling in, bro. We, as always, man, we appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. Phone number Q called, area code 646-478-0356. Uh, now let's jump to area code 323. Area code 323, you're live on the air with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Ronald from L.A. Robin? Ronald. Ronald. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. All What's right. going on? What, what you got for wanted, tonight, man? Yeah, I just wanted to say, I don't think that uh, the question is, uh, is pay legacies hurt opposed to how great was the Seahawks defense? It, it it was it was I mean it was amazing I, I was I was floored man there there were a couple of plays that that I saw and I I, I just had to tip my hat and, and there was one play I think Welker was running down the field on one of those routes and and the safety on the left hand side of the field was covering the receiver that was coming towards him and he was he was following him on his route he saw Welker flash to his right as he was running left. He switched off him and off picked him, him up yeah. and made the play. And made the, yep, I, yep, I was right. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Me, and people, me and people was like, damn, what the hell? Like, we was amazed by that play, how he, how he looked him off and then right to that receiver. That was dope. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. So that that defense, man, they're, they're so cerebral. They're smart. They, they got smart, intelligent players that, that – on the defensive side are, are shit, just like Peyton Manning, man. They they see the play, they diagnose the play, and then, then they're on it immediately. And, and I, think that's, I think that's key, Ken, I, and I don't think that they get enough credit for that. Those guys are very smart. And, and you, you hear, you know, commentators talk about their athleticism and their size, all of their physical attributes, but, you know, those guys are pretty bright. And I think um, part of what you just said comes with preparation and, and knowing what they're going to run. And, and it goes back to, you know, whether or not Pete Carroll, you know, had you gave Pete Carroll two weeks to prepare, you know, was his, was his players prepared as opposed to John Fox's players. And it clearly looks like Pete Carroll had his bunch ready to go and John Fox, like they, they went to bed. I just want to say another thing. All right, now how can Brayden make a pass to players that weren't open? You say um, again? Say no, he what he's team. saying is that if, because the defense is so good, there's nowhere to throw, so Peyton can't be responsible for that. And he's not mobile. You saw Captain had a little bit of success because he was able to run. He wasn't even throw it to anybody, but he was able to run. So Peyton's not mobile. I don't think Tom Brady would have did, would have, uh, did any better in that. No, uh, no, no. no, he wouldn't. But, but, but do you but think Tom thing, Brady though. would have gotten blown out 43 to 8? Well, I, I think so. But <laughs> I, I think I mean, they would have won the pass just like that, too. Look at when they played the Giants in 07. Their secondary wasn't as good as Seahawks, and they barely put up 14 points, and he had Randy Moss. Right. And that's the ball. Right, but to answer your question, I, I think it, it's not that the fact that he, he completed a lot of passes, so there were guys open. So it's not like he didn't, he didn't complete any passes. Remember, he, he and Demarius Thomas, they were cooking. They broke the record. They broke the record. They, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not like they just, they, they just completely shut him down. Momentum swung their way, and it was an uphill battle. 
Peyton Manning is smart enough, and he was smart enough to where he was able to figure it out, but Peyton Manning didn't get to the point where he was Peyton Manning and he wasn't able to manipulate the defense. There were reports coming out today that what Richard Sherman was saying, and he said this on MondayMorningQuarterback.com, he said, look, we knew what they were running. He said, right. we knew what they were running based on their audibles and, and, uh, and, and head signals. So he said, so, and he said this one thing that stuck out to me. He said, if they would have ran a double move on us, they we never were screwed. And Peyton Manning did not pick that up. He didn't have a lot of time to, but he could have called the play to uh, to coerce a double. To, he could have called a double move in the huddle because that's all he does. But he didn't. So, you know, I, I see where you're coming from. I think you got a point, but it's not like Peyton Manning to put up some numbers on these boys. He did. Well, man. They didn't do anything unusual from what he did the regular season. He did a lot of decent and dunking, but in the regular season, the, the receivers were able to get yards after the catch. When they caught the ball, Seahawks was right there and just lit them up every time. So he wasn't able to get those little first downs. That's why you, you always saw the punt uh, unit coming in because they weren't able to complete. Right. With, uh, it's, it's, just like, it's, just, it's just like on those bubble screens. We, we saw the same thing on the bubble screen. As soon as they saw the screen coming, they, they, I mean, they literally turned the. Ra- they were like zombies, man. As soon as they right. just knew something was going, they run into the ball. Every time there's a ball caught, it's like four or five people over there attacking these yeah. guys, like deep. attacking them. Dude. So, I was so like, what are you gonna Damn. do? So the thing is, I, and I see what you're saying. Yeah, they they succeeded a lot with the with the short in and out, the dink and dunk, the crossing routes, et cetera, et cetera. But and this goes to John Fox. Hey man, call a go route every once in a while. Right, right. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, put pressure on the Peyton defense. Was shook, man, and, Peyton was yeah, shook. he was shook. He was shook. Yeah, man, Mob D, QM Mob D, he was shook, man. Yep, shook Mob D. They, they, they exposed to me. They exposed the offensive line because Peyton used to get the ball out quick. So when the receivers couldn't get open, that means uh, the D lineman was able to get to him. You know. A lot faster. I mean, not a lot faster, but they were actually able to get to him this game, opposed to other games that Payne was able to get equipped because people were open. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, definitely. And, and I think what it what it boils down to is is much like uh, Brady's offense. You know, uh, Manning's offense is, is is very complicated, but it's also an offense based on timing. You know, he's throwing yeah. to a spot. He's got the ball. He's he's getting his ball. He's getting the ball out of his hand in a certain amount of time, and he's throwing the ball to a spot. And you know, if you if your receivers are getting jammed. Or they can't get off the ball, or if they can't get to where they gotta go, or if their DBs in the way, you know that throws the timing off. The difference is wherein if you if you throw, you know Crabtree or uh, Anquan Bolden off their route, you got a quarterback like Kaepernick who can extend the play by running, or if you throw, you know Aaron Rodgers receivers off, you know. He can extend the play by not necessarily taking off and running for a first down, but just you know getting outside of the pocket. Manning doesn't have that luxury. If he if, yeah, it, exactly. if it's supposed to come out in three seconds and he can't get rid of it in three seconds, he's in trouble. He's got to either throw it away or, or take that sack. You know, and and fortunately for Denver, excuse me for Seattle, a four man rush. That's all they. If you notice, Seattle didn't blitz anybody. Didn't blitz. Yeah, Go back and watch the game. They don't blitz the a lot. They, and and another thing that I thought was very key for Seattle is. A lot of defenses, they'll do what we, what we used to call in school discos, where you kind of disguise your defense and at the snap of the ball, you change. Seattle basically comes out and they say, okay, here, this is where we're running. We're in a cover two shell, and this is, where, this is what we're in. So all of that Omaha stuff, those pre-snap reads and stuff like that that Manning goes through, they weren't changing anything. They said, look, this is what we're running. Beat us. 
because they knew that the defenses that they were running were going to dictate certain routes that they could or couldn't run. And I thought that that was key, man. And Manning just never – I don't want to say he didn't make the adjustments, but it just never – it never materialized into any type of success for him. So, go figure. Yeah, just, just me personally, I don't think there's any – like, according to Peyton Manning's style of game, I don't think there's anything he could have done that would have helped out. You know what I mean? Like Colin Kaepernick or Aaron Rodgers or even Cam Newton, I, I thought they would have a little bit more success. But Peyton Manning, him not being mobile, I just think that there wasn't really much he could have done. I agree with you only in in that situation because of the way the game went for him. I think if they would have, if Manny Ramirez would have, would have, you know, not pissed in his pissed in his pants <laughs> on, on that first play, and they got into yeah. a off into a bit of a rhythm because Peyton said he said we knew what they were going to do, and we had a game plan for it. He said, but you know things just went awry for them. So I think if they would have started the game off the way they wanted to start the game off and got into more of a rhythm. What we saw in the third and fourth half and a part of the second half, outside of the mistakes, I think we would have seen Denver play far better than the way they played. The game just got away from them, and once you're playing uphill against a a number one defense that's playing downhill, you're at a disadvantage because – that number one defense owns you at this point because that's what they do. They stop you from scoring. And now we have all of these points. You can't we're, – we're not trying to play your game. You're playing ours. So you're at, a, you're at a disadvantage. Now, if this would have been a shootout, we would be talking the same. Yeah, well, Seattle's not a prolific offense. There's no way they're going to put up 30 or 35 points on the board. You know what I'm saying? So the game just went – it went south early. And at that point, we just Peyton just tried to do whatever he could to get back in the game, and it was just a wrap. Yeah, I got you. All right, I just want to. Got uh, anything else for us tonight, Ronald? Uh, no, that was it. Oh, I'm a big fan of dead in hip hop. You know, keep doing what y'all doing, man. So. Oh, appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate it. No problem. Hey, thanks for calling, right, Ronald. We appreciate it, man. All right, no problem. Phone number Ronald call area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. We got about got a little more than 30, a little less than thirty minutes left, man. Get on the phone. Do what Ronald and Q did. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, I want to apologize for not the, the chat room. I don't know what happened. We're having some type of technical issue. Uh, normally, we're in there uh, chopping it up. Uh, we'll definitely be doing that again next week. Um, like I said, some type of technical issue for whatever reason, the chat room will not open. Uh, but yeah, we're still on on the air. Hit us up six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six. Next question I wanted to talk to you guys about. I heard I've heard this word thrown around the last couple of days, and I'll start with you first, FIFO. Um, dynasty. Uh, people are asking the question. Um, you know, can Seattle be a dynasty? Uh, I, I saw something this morning that uh, Seattle has. They, I mean, it, it's rare that teams draft like this. But 40% of their roster, check this out, 40% of their roster was drafted either in the 4th, 5th, 6th, or 7th round, and, or, or, excuse me, or free agents. So you, you, you're talking about late-round draft picks, a lot of late-round draft picks. So, so, so subsequently, these are guys that you're not really spending a lot of money on. Um, you know, take a guy like Russell Wilson, who I think is making like six hundred thousand uh, dollars. Sherman isn't making a million dollars yet. Um, so the question I have for you, FIFO, in, in in today's NFL, do you think Seattle could become a dynasty? 
Um, I think that they can have um, about a two, three-year window, uh, mainly because, you know, these guys, like you said, they're on cheap salaries right now. But um, the way that the salary cap structure is, there's, there's no way that you can really maintain a dynasty for, for too long um, uh, unless, you know, they continue to keep drafting. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Baltimore Ravens effect, you, you know, because – you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback now, so he's going to command mm-hmm. Super Bowl quarterback winning money, and that's going to take a lot of money to appease Russell Wilson. And uh, you know, then you have to think about keep you know keeping uh, threats for him, and also keeping the defense. So as long as Pete Carroll, I think is still there, uh, I think I think they'll be fine. I think you know, and, and I asked this uh, being I have been a couple people over. I asked Beaters like. I think they might be the new Belichick and Tom Brady, honestly. Um, okay. Mainly because Belichick, he does great with free agents most of the time. Uh, he does pretty good in the draft. And, 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 you know, Pete Carroll was awarded the responsibility in choosing his GM. And they made 257 roster moves in the first year. So, obviously, mm-hmm. he has... Uh, you know, he's a great talent evaluator. He handpicked his GM, so now he gets to handpick his players. And um, it's, it's working. And I, and I think as long as he has certain aspects of what he needs, obviously Russell Wilson is the number one thing because you need a stabilizing force at the quarterback position, and, and he has that. So once you get that, you get him a couple weapons, and you continue to draft well, he's going to be all right. He'll replace these guys. Okay, okay. What about you, uh, B? Uh, do you think uh, Seattle could become a dynasty? Okay, now, when you mean dynasty, like, you mean, okay, so people, you, no, I'm just saying, I mean, that, that dynasty is a strong word, like, right. for you to say dynasty, I mean, they're going to have to kind of go on a type of run, like a San Antonio Spurs type of run, or, you know, like a, a Belichick or Tom Brady, I mean. Yeah, the Patriots, I mean, you know, I consider the Patriots like this new era of dynasty because, you know, from 2001 to now, they've always been competing. I mean, sure, they don't have, you know, seven, eight Super Bowls, but for them to still be, you know, playing in AFC championship games and Super Bowl games and stuff, you know, that, I don't know, I don't know if Seattle can duplicate that for the next, for the next, you know, eight years, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. for one, they're playing in a tough division. You, you, for now, right. next year, now you gotta, you gotta see San Francisco twice. They, 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 they gonna bring. It. You gotta see uh, Arizona. They not no slouch. And Jeff Fisher, now that he got his uh, defensive coordinator over there, Greg Williams over there, you know Rams, they gonna be yeah. out there hitting, playing some, playing some ball. So, I mean, if if they were in a softer division, I would probably say I could see them making a good run for another, you know, six, seven years, but. I mean, people did say a two or three year run. May, I, I give them that, but a dynasty? I don't consider that a dynasty, though. So no, yeah, to answer your question, no, I don't see them making a dynasty run. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? Could they become a dynasty? When I was watching the game and watching that that dominating performance, I I thought about something and I, I looked over to one of the guys at, at the party I was at. I was like, you know what? They could do this again next year. Because of the way they win, they win with defense. They just shut you down, and they play smart offensively. Um, but that was being a prisoner of the moment. And, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and thinking about this, nah, nah. San Fr- yeah. They barely beat San Francisco. 
Right. They were one. You know, they were one it, defensive play away. Yeah, yeah. A, a better throw by by Colin Kaepernick, and and we're talking about San Francisco versus Denver and not Seattle. So and, and San Francisco, and, and if Colin just turned down, you know, keep the ball in his hands and not commit three turnovers, they they win that game because they were dominating that game. You know, so uh, no, I don't I don't see them becoming a dynasty. I, I think San Francisco. They're going to come back, and they're going to come back with a vengeance. I'm pretty sure they know that they they may have watched the game, or they may have not have watched the game. They may be in the they may have been in the weight room, you know, getting ready for next season because right. Seattle's in there. So them boys going to come back. They don't like mm-hmm. Seattle. They're going to come back, mm-hmm. and they're going to light them boys up. So I do not see them repeating. And like B said, the Rams are better. I predict the Arizona Cardinals will be better. It is and and football in the playoffs, man. It's it's one and done. You can be just like Denver in the Super Bowl and just have that one bad game or things just go against you, and yep. it's over. It's and over. And also too, also about NFL, man. Like you know, unlike basketball, NFL, you can have a dream season one year and have a nightmare season the next. Yep. Or you can have Look a night- you can have a night- <laughs> you can have a or you can have a nightmare season one year and then have a dream season next year like the Chiefs. The Chiefs was two and- right. the Chiefs was two and fourteen the previous last year. This year they start off season nine and no, you know, being you know looking like a contender, which I already knew they weren't for real anyway. I said that beginning of the season because the teams that they was beating. But you know, this is my to my point. Yeah, I mean NFL is so crazy like that. We can see next year, and you know NFL is so unpredictable. So. Seattle could come out and be and be nine and seven and probably they not make it. They could be Seattle again. Yeah, they could be Seattle again. We'd be looking like, damn, well, well, I thought this was a team to beat or whatever. It's like, no, this is called the NFL. It's so unpredictable, man. Like that's why you know I give major props to Belichick and Tom Brady because they've been consistent, you know, for years, for years, and for over a decade. They've still been a team. That you gotta be like, whoa, wait a minute, that's the Patriots. You gotta watch out for them. And just like the Spurs, the Spurs every year, no one talk about them. Every year you look up, oh shit, the Spurs in the Western Conference Finals. They, you know, or you know, mm-hmm. they they competing for a chance to, to win a title. So, you know, that's a dynasty to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think Seattle is gonna duplicate that. They're not and gonna you know do what? That. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's I think good. it's um. Go ahead, go ahead, Ken. Oh, just real quick, I think that's a, a really good point. And, and actually, FIFO, um, I just want to chime in real quick. Your, your comments about the Spurs and how they just um, they got the two to three central core pieces they needed. They just build around them. Yep. Um, and so yeah, uh, back to what FIFO was saying. Just having Russell Wilson and you already proven you can win with mediocre receivers. So uh, Sherman boys. And um, <laughs> but um, you've already proven that you can win with with average receivers like the Patriots, have won with average receivers outside of Randy Moss because of the system. And Carroll does have the system. He has the control over that organization. So he can just, and he's basically taking, you know, rejects, you know, from the NFL and and and, a, and, a, and, and put them on one team. And, and Seattle's a, a dark ass. There's a lot of brothers on that team. So it, it basically he put a lot of players on that team that nobody wanted, and he coaches them to – to play with a chip on their shoulders. So like people said, with all of those pieces in place, he could just run the Belichick system and just start rotating players out as long as he has Russell Wilson and um, and maybe one or two pieces on the defense. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I, I think it's uh, and that's a good point, Ken. I, I, you know what, man? I I thought long and hard about the question, man. I I think it's gonna be. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it's possible for them to become a dynasty. Um, much like B said, I, I think you know the Patriots probably would be the last dynasty I would consider. Um, you know, you could probably you know. I mean, the Giants have had success um, here in the last four or five years. Um, but it's so hard in today's NFL, the way that the NFL is, is set up, and this is what the late uh, Commissioner Pete Rozelle wanted. You know, they wanted parity, and, and that's what they had. Unlike, and maybe that's why we, you know, we, we talked a couple weeks ago about, you know, how the NBA season's kind of dragging. It's because, you know, we, we know what's going to happen. You know, we know, I mean, you can you can turn, you don't even have to turn on the TV. Yeah, we can look at the box scores and figure out who's going to be in the playoffs. The only question is, you know, barring injury, you know, can LeBron, you know, will, will, will uh, excuse me, will Indiana have enough to t- overtake Miami? You know, so forth and so on. And you've got some story, you got more storylines, I think, in the West as far as how it plays out. That being said, everything is kind of set. The NFL season, week to week, as evident by, by this never show, know. you never know what's going to happen. You, you, I mean, like B said, you can go from being Kansas City to being, you know, a terrible team to being one of the best teams in the league, you can be like Atlanta, you know, you know, ten ten yards away from the from going to the Super Bowl and then having a, a, a just a horrific season this season. Uh, and that's what they want because what that does is that drives people to come back. And the difference is the difference and I always tell people the difference between the NFL and all the other major sports is that day one of the opening day Everybody's team has a shot. Even Cleveland Browns fans, they know that they have a shot. You notice you got a shot. I mean, if you if you're the Sacramento Kings, you don't have a shot. <laughs> you notice your team doesn't. The, the opening tip off, the first game of the season, you know your team doesn't have a shot. You look at it realistically and you say, okay, well, hey, mm-hmm. we can make the playoffs. We'll be okay. Well, maybe we'll get an eight right. seed. We'll get bounced by OKC or San Antonio. You know that'll be a good season for us just making the playoffs. In the NFL, what you want to do is. If you can, you want to win your division. If you can go beyond that and make the playoffs, you know once you get in the playoffs, anything goes. Uh, uh, um, anything can go, yeah. Yeah, anything goes. Yep. Anything can happen. So I think um, for Seattle to do it, I think it's 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 not going to be – I don't think it will be possible because, for one, like I said, you got guys coming up on contracts. Russell Wilson. Yeah, for one, yeah, like B said, the division. The division Stop is tough. Division. And people Brady, forget – Brady had to go through Miami, Buffalo, <laughs> you know, every year. So, <laughs> right. You know, he didn't have a now, tough division. You know, this now, if, if you put Seattle, if you put this Seattle team and put them in the AFC South, oh, yeah, they probably could have done oh, yeah. it. You yeah. know, because they could yeah. probably run through, run roughshod through the AFC. Um, you know, four of the five top defenses were in the NFC this year. So, you know, it, these teams are only going to get better. And I, and every year there's a, one or two teams that step back. So I don't think that and see and you know to be honest, Seattle may be a team that takes a step back next year. I mean, if you go, they went 13 and three this year. So you know it stands to reason that you probably won't duplicate that uh, success. And then sometimes you know there's injuries, guys get the big right. head, you know, right. um, and right. then ultimately you're gonna have to pay guys. Russell Wilson, uh, I tweeted out last night. He was seen at the spotted. Sitting courtside at the at the Brooklyn Nets game with Jay Z and Beyonce, I'm like Jay Z recruiting him. Jay Z is recruiting him because Jay Z wants to sign him. To, and I and I don't know that for to be true, but my point is is that 
a guy like Russell Wilson who's making $500,000 a year, you know, he's about to be a $100 million quarterback. He's, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Joe Flacco set the bar. You know, and, and I don't know if he'll get as much as Flacco got, but, you know, that's the thing now, to pay these quarterbacks. So if you pay him, they just re-signed Cam Chancellor. Um, you know, they may be able to throw some money at Marshawn Lynch, but Richard Sherman, he's going to want Dar- he, he's going to want Revis money. And they may not be able to afford to pay Richard Sherman. So that may be a guy that may leave. And that happens. So you you not you won't be able to keep your key players. If you can keep your core players, and I think that's something that, like we mentioned with the Spurs, in basketball you probably can do that. Uh, you know, what we saw with the Heat as far as how they, they kind of circumvented the salary cap by because, you know, LeBron could make more than 50, the $15 million that he's making, but he did that in order 19. to win it. Or 19 that he's making, you know, to, to win a championship. Um, or at least to play for a championship. So, um, to answer the question, man, I, could they talent-wise, if they could keep everybody together? But I don't think so because I don't think they're going to be able to keep everybody together because one thing we do know, when you win Super Bowls, you win championships, um, everybody's prices go up, you know, and they have they do have a hard cap in the NFL. So what, what were you saying, FIFO? Oh, uh, nothing. Oh, okay, I thought I heard you say something. <laughs> But um, but yeah, it, I I don't think so, man. It it would be nice to see, and like B said, man, it, that division, the AFC, where, and, and people have to keep in mind this: Arizona was ten and six and didn't make the playoffs. I mean, ten and six and didn't make the playoffs, and, and so you 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 had uh, Seattle at thirteen and three. I think San Francisco was twelve and four, and Arizona was ten and six and didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, it, it's, it's going to be tough, man. It, it's it's going to be tough in that division. And like you said, the Rams are back. Um, you know, it's a black and blue division. So I it would sound nice, but I don't think it will happen. I, 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 it's definitely not going to happen. Uh, free agency has, you know, free agency is, is kind of like the gift and the curse in the NFL. Uh, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my boys and partners in crime, B, Ken, and FIFO. You know him from Dead End Hip Hop. Uh, make sure that you check out this show each and every Tuesday night. We're, we broadcast live 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live, so in the event you miss any parts of the show, uh, check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash 12. Excuse me, backslash Dead End Sports about to do my own show and you can also check it out on stitcher we're now on stitcher uh if you have a uh, iphone or android phone just uh, go to your application store download the stitcher application for free and that way you can listen to dead end sports at your leisure at home or on the go uh once again 646-478-0356 um MVPs, man. Uh, Malcolm Smith, uh, who's the younger brother of Steve Smith from the Giants. I didn't realize that until after the game. Uh, Malcolm Smith won the MVP. Uh, Ken, who do you think should have won the MVP? Should Malcolm Smith have, I mean, he, he did finish with a, a pick six and also a fumble recovery. Um, but, you know, he, you know, you probably could have given it to a couple other people. Um, so who do you think should have won the MVP, Ken? Man, I, I had no clue. I think we all were sitting there wondering who, who the MVP was. That's how. Um, that's just how that that game went, man. Because nobody really just stood out to you. Um, Russell Wilson had numbers, but they they pretty much came when the game was over. 
Um, and Denver kind of quit playing a little bit on defense. But um, so I, I'm okay with with Malcolm Smith. I think his play, the play that he made, and I think maybe FIFO said this earlier. I think that that was a a, a, a huge play in the game because you know he ran it back for a touchdown, and that that damn near. Oh, was that B? Well, either way, I go. One of them said that. Was, <laughs> that, was that was who? That was me. Okay, yeah, B. So my bad. So when when B said when Malcolm Smith intercepted that ball and, and ran it in for a touchdown on a on a drive where Peyton Manning was was moving the ball and possibly could have scored. Nah, yeah, I, I'm okay with I'm okay with him him receiving it. That that was a huge play. I, at first, I thought Percy Harvin because of the impact he had those two runs he he had and the uh, punt return just basically put it away. But uh, B, B had a great point. I think uh, Denver was – they were moving, man. They were moving that ball, and, and Peyton was in a rhythm. And that defensive line got, got pushed that offensive line back, hit his arm, and, and Mal- Malcolm Smith took it and ran like, like his older brother <laughs> to the end zone. And, 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 and can I say this real quick before – because we only have eight minutes. Look, no Sean Marino – I, I don't want to say he, he, he faked the injury or whatever, but I, I, I feel totally. that he quit on his team when he went out the game with his "quote unquote" back injury. And but I don't want to. I don't want to uh, look. I'm not on the field. I don't want to say that. I just I just felt some kind of way about that. But I can say something about this one. He quit chasing Michael Smith down. Oh my and, god! Uh, sure Twenty yards god, from the end sure zone. Did. He pulled he sure up, you know. So, uh, bruh, you 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 keep running until he crosses that 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 end zone. It's a it's a touchdown. He pulled up. Get the hell out of here. I'm done with him too. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, FIFO? You know, honestly, um, B said this when when we was watching the game, and I agreed with him because it, I, I think this is the only fair way to really give the MVP to to, to to what really affected the game. And that was to the entire defense. The mm-hmm. entire defense should have been the, player, the, the, the MVP because if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't have won the game the way they won the game. It, it, and it wasn't just Cam Chancellor. It wasn't just Smith. It wasn't just Richard Sherman. It wasn't just uh, Thomas. It, it wasn't just one of them. It was all of them. It wasn't just average. Right. It wasn't just the D-line. It wasn't just the right. It was every single one of them guys. Anytime right. the ball was beyond the line of scrimmage, there was a Seattle, one or more Seattle Seahawks there to ensure that the ball was not going to go further than what it already did. And that yeah. was the entire defense. So to me, it was by far the entire defense. Okay. Okay. What about you, B? Yep, that was it. I mean, I was going to say the same thing. The entire defense. I don't think – then defense. I mean, I, I was saying that throughout the whole Super Bowl when we were watching it for the whole half an hour, and I said it earlier this show. <laughs> yeah, the defense. The defense, the, the entire defense should have been all on the mantle, and they should have all got Super Bowl MVP awards because the way they just dominated, you know, Peyton Manning just made him look so average. Uh, I mean – a uh, uh, elite quarterback like Peyton Manning looked so average, man. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. So, yeah, the entire defense. I mean, y'all, I'm glad that they did give it to a defensive player, you know, at the end of the day, because I, I was worried, like, man, they better not give it to us. I'm like, they, they, no, that defense is <laughs> So, 
I'm I'm glad they at least gave it to a defensive player. So, you know, but other than that, everybody from the defense is the MVP to me, Super Bowl MVP to me. Yeah, I think um, I you know, be I, I actually I I was hoping that it, that Russell Wilson would get. I thought he, I mean, he didn't have the three hundred. Yeah, he didn't have the guardy numbers, or anything like that. But I thought he he could have and probably should have gotten it because they normally give it to quarterbacks anyway. Um, I think um, I I didn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't have had a problem honestly with Percy Harvin. I mean, he had you know he rushed for forty five yards and, and the um, and I thought those those two um, jet sweeps that. Uh, Pete Carroll call were, were perfect, perfectly designed. Um, I think um, I, I would, and, and obviously his his punt return, um, you know, changed the game. Obviously, as far as was really just a back backbreaker uh, at that point. Um, so yeah, I, I would have given it to I probably given it to Russell Wilson and then uh, Percy Harvin. I you know I hate you guys know I hate defense guys. So uh, <laughs> I play receivers, so I I care less about defense guys. But but seriously. I don't think they gave it. To, they would have given it to the entire defense because you know somebody had to take the F one fifty home, man. So you know you can't have twenty two guys fighting over F one fifty. Excuse me, eleven guys fighting over F one fifty. But um, but yeah, congratulations, Malcolm Smith, man. Um, you know, much deserved. I mean, he 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 definitely played out of ball out of control. I mean, I think if you if you look at probably some of the other defensive players, um, Cam Chancellor, I think finished with eleven tackles. So, you know, he could have gotten it. Um, you know, you, you could have given it to quite a few guys. Averill, I think Averill, if I'm not mistaken, he had a sack and he forced that, uh, he forced the interception with as far as deflecting, uh, you know, hitting Manny's hand. Um, so, you know, you could have given it to a couple of guys uh, for that matter. But, you know, like I said, hats off to them, man. Seattle definitely did what they came to do. Um, I don't think anybody saw it coming. You know, I think. I mean, we, we, we can't stress that enough. Nobody saw this blowout coming. Um, no. Even if you thought that Seattle would win, even the most diehard Seattle fan, nobody would have said, because we haven't had a blowout in the Super Bowl in a few years, So, and the games have been mostly com- pretty much com- pretty competitive. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting that they gave it to Malcolm Smith. Like I said, he, you know, I, I can't hate on him, man. I mean, he, <laughs> he did what he had to do. But, um, but yeah, man, so NFL season is done. Um, obviously, you know, in the weeks to come, we'll definitely be talking uh, NFL draft. But, we, you know, we're we definitely going to talk basketball, uh, baseball. You know, dead end sports doesn't end. We, trust me, we know sports. Um, so just because football season is over, that doesn't mean that we won't be talking uh, about other sports because we do know our sports. Um, so as we wrap up tonight's show, um, got to thank everybody for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night. Remember, this show is being broadcast live uh, each and every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, like I said, if you missed any parts of the show, check us out on Stitcher. Uh, just go to Stitcher. If you have an Android or iPhone, um, like most people in the world, <laughs> go to the application store, uh, download the Stitcher application, search Dead End Sports, um, and uh, that way you can listen at your leisure. Uh, make sure that you check out on Twitter. Uh, make sure you check out our website, deadendsports.com. We put all kind of uh, great sports stuff on there as well. Uh, so make sure that you check that out as well. Um, before I forget, if you missed the first part of the show, man, Tangents and Distractions. Hey, produced by our, our, our boy B, man. High, high album. Check that out. Go find it on the Internet. Go to Dead End Hip Hop. 
website. You can down, they can download it from Dead and Hip Hop, right? Yeah, they can go in there. They can go tryforever.com. That's one word, tryforever.com. Tryforever.com. There you go. Check that out as well. Um, check out, matter of fact, check out Dead End Hip Hop too. Check out their website. Check out our website, the Dead End Sports, uh, Dead End Everything, man. Um, so make sure that you come back next week. Uh, we're going to hit it hot and heavy again uh, as we come right up on it. We should be coming up on the All-Star game, NBA All-Star game coming up uh, in two weeks. Uh, so we'll definitely be talking about NBA stuff as well as more NFL talk. Uh, maybe some Major League Baseball talk. Who knows? We'll talk about it all. College hoops. Um, college hoops. What'd you say? College hoops. Oh, yeah, definitely college hoops, man. My, it was some great games Orange, this man. weekend. 22 and 0. It was some great, was some great <laughs> games this weekend, man. It was some great games. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yes, sir. She's Duke game. It was crazy. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it for this week, man. So for, for, for Ken FIFO, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We're going to holler at you guys next week. Peace. Zippity-doo-dah. Peace out. <laughs> we got to be cool about that. <laughs>